Welcome to Stat Stuffers. I am Ramiz, and I am joined by my co-host, Dylan. How's it going, guys? All right, so this is your breakdown of Game 1 of the NBA Finals, where the Lakers thrashed the Heat. What was it? 116 to 98. It sure was. It was. All right, Dylan, talk me through some of your key takeaways of this game. Well, I think we've got to start with injuries on behalf of the Heat. I mean... I think that's very important. Two... Key contributors, like two of the top three guys on that team, out halfway through the game for Dragic even a bit earlier, and, a bit of... and Jimmy rolling his ankle um, early in the game, second second quarter, I think. Um, it's hard to, you know, they were down big going into the half before Bam went down, but it's tough to get back into a game like this with as much talent as the Lakers have missing two of your key contributors. Well, yeah, and no, I mean, you you noticed that like the first bit of the first quarter really was like very good for the Heat. They they were getting all the shots they wanted. Dragic was like really really big for them, and then he got injured, and then Jimmy got hurt, and then Bam got injured. It's it sort of you know how do you dropping off like flies? Yeah. See, like one thing that we talked about quite a bit in our preview of this series was the fact that you know obviously the Lakers have the two best players in the series but we said the Heat probably have the third fourth fifth sixth and maybe the seventh best player of the series but if two of those four or five guys are out you know ultimately I think this series is going to come down to star power and you know they're they're clearly outmatched if they're missing two of their top four or five guys in there like the Lakers obviously have the star power in this series and it was on full display tonight I mean AD was out-muscling guys, out-rebounding, just too big for the Heat, especially with Crowder on him. I thought Crowder started the game well, like physically contesting Anthony Davis in the post and pushing him out the way. But as the game went on, AD just got too big, especially when they put him at the five and still didn't put Bam on him. I thought that was strange. Uh, Bam would be in the game, AD would be playing center, and they'd still put Crowder on him, which I thought was a strange move by Spolstra. But, um, yeah, I mean, AD had a show. Couldn't stop LeBron. He got whatever he wanted. It was, yeah, a big yeah, show. And he the didn't stars. really seem to want that much. It's the thing, because, you know, AD Davis did it. KCP kind of kept them in the game of that first quarter, which was for sure. interesting. Because we had a bit of for the game. What was it? Something about KCP being as good as Duncan Robinson? As, as good as Duncan Robinson and completely outplayed in this game. Yeah. Duncan Robinson scoreless, yeah. Yeah, we had that conversation before the game where, you know, they Lakers fans or I guess people voted on a poll saying uh, KCP was as good as Duncan Robinson. What did Duncan Robinson put up this game? I remember checking the fourth quarter. He had nothing. Did he, uh, he had zero points? He had zero points this game. I thought in the first quarter when we were the Heat were playing well, he did some valuable stuff off the dribble handoff. He would... Pump fake up a shot, get a pass to the roll man, which would create some offense either in a corner three or in a roll attack. But as the game went on and they sort of moved away from Duncan, he missed some shots, even some wide open shots later in the game, which I think put him out of his rhythm. And ultimately he couldn't hang with LeBron. And I thought it was interesting that the Heat was were so ready to give up a switch for Duncan on LeBron and 
especially in that third quarter, I think he just took it straight to Robinson and really put him on the bench, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what LeBron does. He he attacks liabilities and you put him on guys who are hot and he, he will do that for you. He will stop them for you. Um, Like, again, you saw it in like the Nuggets series. Like, he when he went on Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray stopped performing. And if if you're matched up one-on-one against LeBron and LeBron wants to be matched up one against, one-on-one against you, you've got no chance, really. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Another thing that I kind of really took away from this game was... um. You know, it felt like the Lakers just played consistently good the entire game. Like, um, it feels like the Lakers kind of played at like an 8 out of 10 level, right? But the Heat are kind of the exact opposite in the fact that they played super well at some points and terribly at other points. Like, at some points they were a 10 and then at other points they were a 2. Um, and like, I think the first quarter represents that really well. In the first six minutes of the first quarter, the Heat uh, got up 23 to 10. Then, for the second six minutes of the first quarter, the Lakers went on a 21-5 to run to take the lead um, by the end of the first, which is just ridiculous. But I think that's what... I think that points to the fact that, obviously, injuries played a role in there, but ultimately, the Heat were really great for six minutes, and then they were just inconsistent, and they were bad at other times. And I think the only way they kind of stand a chance in this series is if they can stay at that consistently high level for at least three quarters, like minimum three quarters. Yeah, the Lakers defense really turned up at the second half of the first quarter and stayed that way for the whole game. I mean, they were blowing up our pick and rolls, our handoffs. It was tough to get dribble penetration without Dragic. Um, They were just sort of out-rebounding us, out-hustling us. Uh, It was a tough end to the first quarter. See, to me, it didn't feel like the Lakers played significantly better in the second half of the first quarter than they did in the first half. It just felt like the Heat stopped hitting every shot, which was, I guess, I I saw that as more of an issue than the Lakers' defense kind of, you know, getting stronger. Well, the Lakers went on a run from three, especially KCP. I think he had 10 of his 13 points in that first quarter, maybe. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they had a hot stretch from three in the first half. And I think... That really that put them up, but I didn't feel like the Heat were out of the game until the third quarter. Um, you know, they'd started missing some shots. They went a bit cold, and the of course the Lakers' defense was a part of that. But also the Lakers got really hot from three, getting contributions from you know KCP and Caruso. Rondo hit one, I think. Markeith Morris hit another one, um, and they they definitely cooled off in the second half. But yeah, the injuries to the Heat and the consistent the consistent defense and transition play also from the Lakers push that lead out in the third. Yeah. Um, one thing Jimmy Butler said after the game, actually, is he said he's not blaming the injuries. They knew they had to go out there and play damn near perfect, which is what they did for the first six minutes of that game. Like, I, I don't think they could have played any better than they did for those first six minutes. No, I don't think so. But either. then they just couldn't keep it up afterwards. You know, obviously, like I said, injuries played a factor in that, but ultimately they just stopped hitting the shots that they needed to be hitting and that they were hitting. Like it felt like they couldn't miss for those first six minutes. Even, even when Dragic was out there, Anthony Davis was contesting all his, you know, his mid range shots, his little dinkers and dumpers and floaters that he throws up there. Um, AD was right there in front of him, causing a lot of high arcing long shots or short shots. Um, I think AD at center really might be a death, a death blow for the heat. Um, especially if Bam's not 100%. Um, with with Dwight in there, 
it gives them a chance to sort of lay off a guy. I mean, you don't have to defend Dwight, but with AD at the center and four shooters out there, it's really tough. I mean, you do kind of have to defend Dwight if you don't have Bam as a rim protector because we've seen a lot. Rondo and Dwight have like a really good connection in terms of lobs and just uh, getting passes inside. If you sag off Dwight, he's going to make you pay through just dunks if you don't have a massive body to put in front of him, which Bam is, but, you know, Kelly Olynyk is not. No, he's certainly not. Which I thought it was interesting that they went with Crowder on AD. I mean, AD is just as strong as Dwight, I would say, at this point still. So I wondered why they wouldn't put Bam, a more skilled defender, a better matchup for AD, onto AD and let Crowder out-muscle Dwight for rebounds. But that's what Spolstra went with. I mean, I think part of it would have been like the the go-to strategy of like, do you stop the top two guys or do you stop everyone else? I think that kind of would have played a factor in there. Like they, They're like, let Anthony Davis get his shots. Let's try to stop everyone else and slow LeBron. Because that sounds like a winning game plan at times. Yeah, and unfortunately, all the all the Lakers role guys had it going, especially in that first half, which made it tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like you said, their their defense was great. Their transition was great. Did you have any other points on their kind of play? Um, just that, you know, the Heat are really going to struggle with the Lakers' height, I think. You know, Crowder started off great, but yeah, AD and Dwight in there. We didn't see any JaVale this game, but it doesn't look like we really need to see him either. That might play no. into the Heat's hands. Um, <clears throat> just the rebounding and the strength and size inside is going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you see you see all these massive bodies. And like I, I think what's weird is the Heat probably are the best matchup they've had in terms of just pure height and physicality. Like, the Blazers... Had Nurkic and Whiteside. Were either of those two guys injured? Actually, am I? No, both played because we saw we saw the uh, Whiteside and uh, Nurkic lineups at times. Oh, we did too. We did too. A bit of fun to see. Yeah, so like the Blazers definitely had that kind of a matchup, but they had no one for LeBron. You know, the the Rockets had maybe some matchups for LeBron, but no one for AD. The Nuggets didn't really have anyone for either of them. It feels like the Heat should be able to match up at least in terms of size and physicality, at least better than any of the other teams the Lakers have faced. But, you know, it didn't look like it this game. No, it didn't, unfortunately. And the Heat re- really didn't get contributions from anyone except for Jimmy Butler, a bit of Jay Crowder in the first quarter, first half. And then Kendrick Nunn got Kendrick back Nunn. into it uh, in the fourth quarter, I thought, which was, you know, if Dragic is going to be out, uh, which he may not be. I've seen some stuff I have, that... I've seen that he has not Joe- ruled out. Yeah, Joe Johnson suffered a similar injury uh, in the playoffs before, got injections and was able to play the rest of the series. He didn't play well, yep. but he played, uh, which is somewhat good news for the Heat, I think, just having another guy out there. But um, yep. none, you know, he was on fire during the game. It was only garbage time, but he made his shots, which was really important, I think, especially if Dragic is going to be limited. Um, get none going back to his regular season form because he'd been terrible all playoffs, really unplayable in some in some games. Um, and so getting him back into a flow, back into his form was good. I think good to see. I mean, Tyler Hero had a few good moments as well. Like he had that, I think it was like a half speed on LeBron or something like that towards the end. Yeah, he took it to LeBron towards the end. Unfortunately, he had a pretty, a pretty awful plus minus by the end of the game. Minus 35, I think. I thought it was minus Um, 37, but yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) Something terrible. But you know, first finals game for the young kid. Yeah. No, I mean, I just think he, he... was that block of LeBron a block or a foul? 
I think you know the one I'm talking about, Tyler Hero's one. No, I don't know which one you're talking about. Which one was that? Okay, Tyler Hero had, he, he reached across, he got a block on LeBron, it was credited as a block, some people say it's a block, some people say it's a foul, can't tell. Um, I don't know, I'm, like, the reason I bring that up is just because refs, luckily, I think a good thing about this game is refs weren't a massive factor in it at any no, point. No, I don't think so at all, no. There was a couple of questionable calls, but, like, you kind of expect that every game. Like, you, you know, you heard it so many times in uh, some of the Lakers' previous series that refs are really favoring the Lakers, but at times I feel like the Heat got a favorable whistle here, but, again, at times the Lakers did, so I think it was very well balanced. And, like, we were talking before the game, like, there was no... Um, none of the like really notorious refs. There was no Scott Foster in there. <laughs> most no. importantly, um, like it was just kind of guys that sure some people will recognize, but most people won't. And I think that's kind of what you want for these finals. Not that there was really a chance for the refs to play a role in this game. I thought, but no, you're right. It was pretty decently officiated. I thought. Yeah. And right. uh, just another note was that the the Heat showed fight towards the end of this game. You know. Trotting out lineups with Solomon Hill, Kendrick yeah. Nunn, who we haven't seen, Kelly Olynyk firing away, trying to be aggressive. I think we got it to with within twelve or thirteen at one point there with a couple of minutes left. You know, not really thinking we were to come back into the game, but at least guys going out there and still playing hard down so big with pretty demoralizing injuries. I would say very, very. Yeah, I I did notice that. You know, you did kind of see a lot of weird lineups and like. Like that's what that's when Tyler Hero kind of had that half spin on LeBron or whatever it was. I I yep. think it was a half spin, but um, he had that one play on LeBron where he really just took it. Aim. It was over. The game was over at that point, really. Yeah. Yep. And LeBron, LeBron, you know, he talked about it after the game. How you know, game two of the 2011 Finals, he thought it was over, and Dirk comes back and rips their heart out, and he was still playing hard till a minute fifteen left. You know, he yep. was still getting on Rondo, getting on guys about playing hard, playing good defense right up to the end. Uh, speaking about Dirk, did you see him in the virtual crowd? I did. That was a stacked virtual crowd. Tonight, that was wasn't very it? stacked. Oh, everywhere you looked. Saw Dwayne, saw Shaq, saw Barack Obama. Saw yeah. Bill Walter, Dirk. I think Ray Rob- Allen and Paul Pierce were next to each other. Yeah. Robert Ory was... Oh, that's a bit spicy. Uh, Robert Ory was Ray in there. I could tell. It was very yeah. blurry pictures. Yeah, they um, were very blurry pictures. <laughs> I think I saw Isaiah Thomas, maybe. Oh, really? Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. Um, I was going to say, which one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think I saw him. Can't tell you for sure. Because like I said, very blurry. I think I was just like looking. I'm like, that guy could have been an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the video going around at the start of the game, but um, they, you know, reminding everyone what it was like to have a crowd in the finals. That video of Danny Green hitting the three in game one of the finals last year and hearing the crowd roar. It was yeah. a bit different going back to this game and listening to the virtual crowd. And I've, I'm starting to miss the crowd now. It's getting to me. I'm a bit over the bubble, I think. Yeah, I mean, if we are, they definitely are. I think that's that's something that kind of scares me. Is LeBron super locked in and going to really just try to sweep the series just so we can get home faster? Yeah, absolutely no distractions for him. No, no. I mean, <laughs> he wants to get back to Brody and punish him for... I was going to say, <laughs> Brody's going to be, Brody's going to be, oh, I have to go as soon as his dad gets back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, any other kind of big observations, takeaways from this game? No, I just think, you know, it's going to be a different game plan next game for the Heat. Hopefully, I think Bam will be playing. We'll see what happens for Dragic. But yeah, it's not a great start to the series for the Heat, I thought. I think one thing 
um, I guess not good, but I think rather than injuries happening halfway through the game, now that they know that what the kind of injury situation is, they can at least game plan around it. Because, like, I think that's what will kill a team. It's like halfway through a game, your game plan goes out the window because I'm playing on injured. Now you can create a new game plan around other guys. Will it be good? Who knows? But, you know, you can, it gives you a slight advantage, even though you definitely don't ever want to have to deal with that. Um, and I think I think that first half deficit was surmountable just because of the the barrage of threes that the Lakers hit. You know, I thought the Heat was still in that game, even though they were down eighteen or something at the half. But um, yeah. yeah, that third quarter really killed them. So I think there is a chance to come back, at least <clears throat> be very more competitive than they were. Um, Play but, the zone a little bit better, or well, not the zone yeah. instead. We'll see how the zone goes. I mean, yeah, the the Lakers were hot. Yeah, Daddy Green hit that bomb from a couple of feet behind the line. But um, yep. I think the Heat are still in a chance to make it competitive. But with, you know, this series might be a Lakers lock, I think. Yeah. I mean, definitely don't count them out yet. It's it's only game one. Like like we saw, LeBron lost game one in round one and round two. Who knows? Yep, true. Maybe, maybe it's the opposite now. Maybe Jimmy Butler will come out and take over the series take over he, he tried to take over this game that's for sure and he did a decent job but yeah yeah i mean hey tyler hero finals mvp pick is still up there still uh, up there it's not over till bam, it's over amaze. bam if he's injured i'm afraid that's over but i think i think i saw some reports that like he won't be t- it's not too bad uh, it's a shoulder shoulder strain i think he's he said he's going to suit up for game two okay um uh, i'm sure he'll get some you know Pain numbing injections and it'll be right to go. Yeah, I think they said on the broadcast like he was afraid of needles, which is why he didn't get any painkillers for the previous. In the Celtics round, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think heard, that's I, heard gonna, that too. I think he's going to get over that for this round, whether uh, he likes it or not. It. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's about all I had on that. Now I do have a couple of kind of interesting stats from this game. If you. I'm keen to hear them. I'm keen to hear. I've got one good stat for each team. I didn't. I. I didn't want to. You know, pick on you. I didn't want to find something about like Duncan Robinson getting zero points or anything. I wanted (laughs) to find something good. But so for the Lakers, the stat of the night is Anthony Davis is the first player in NBA history to put up 34 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three blocks in his first Finals game. Um. So that's kind of technically because. Blocks weren't recorded until 73-74. And Kareem's first finals appearance since blocks have been recorded, he did do that. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he definitely played like a, a historic night, it, it felt like. Definitely. He was yeah. everywhere. By no, the way, the point stat. of these stats, for, for the people who are listening, the point of these stats is to just be dumb and meaningless. Like, I'm yeah. not saying Anthony Davis is as good as Kareem Abdul-Jamal uh, with that, or better. Just to pull out as, as many different factors and as yeah, as you can. Into yeah. making these stats. But you talked about Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is the first rookie in finals history to have 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, and shoot 72% from the field in a finals game. The closest was Magic Johnson, who I think had like, what was it? It was like 30 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, but he only shot 71% from the field. Oh, was <laughs> that it? Was that That's- it? Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, well, yep. hopefully, yeah, hopefully that gets Kendrick going for the series. Yeah, I mean, there was three other rookies, random, really random rookies that did put up 18 points on 72% shooting, but they didn't put the five rebounds and two assists up there either, so it doesn't count. They, doesn't they, care. they don't matter. 
All right. Uh, looking ahead to game two, what what are you thinking? Um, it's it's tough to go from here to, without knowing who's who's going to be playing. Assuming Drugic is out, it's got to be. We've got to attack. The Heat have got to attack um, the Lakers' wing defenders a bit more. I think at the start of the game, they really went at KCP and Dwight in the pick and roll with Drugic and Bam. I thought that worked wonderfully. Like they were either it was either Drugic getting into the lane, making something happen, or Bam on the roll, getting a foul call, getting a dunk or something like that. Um, so I think attacking those with Jimmy, maybe you know, obviously Jimmy's got probably the best. He's got a Danny Green on him, a better wing defender, but still, I think you can attack Dwight in the yep. pick and roll, and then using. AD in the dribble handoff rather than the pick and roll defender. I think it takes be- uh, takes AD out of his like shot blocking ability as much. He can't help as much, and he's not so much switching. So he's not guarding one on one either. It just makes yeah. him a bit a bit harder for him to get active defensively. And then just hoping the Lakers don't make threes like they did in the yeah. first half. I think. I mean, that's really what pushed the lead out. So it's got to be an interesting. Interesting second game. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, for me, my, my main kind of thought is, like, can they plan around these injuries properly? I think Eric Spolster is a good enough coach to be able to plan around these injuries, but will those plans be good enough to beat LeBron AD? Um, especially with Goran Dragic out, because I think Goran Dragic was so, so important for them. Like, I feel like that injury might hurt them more than any other. I, 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 oh, he's a leading scorer in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would have preferred Jimmy Butler to get injured than Goran Dragic at this point, honestly. As oh, I don't know about that. Mm. I mean, it, Jimmy, Jimmy has that takeover ability that I don't think Dragic has. But no, Dragic is definitely very important to what the Heat do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm predicting Lakers will win game two. I'm going to say it'll be closer than an 18-point blowout. I mean, 18 points doesn't represent how bad... Not at all. It really, it really was it, a 30-point... It know, really was. Destruction. Yeah. Just thrashing. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be closer. I'm going to say the Heat still lose, but single digits. Definitely a closer game. I don't think I don't think the Heat are built like that to give up another big game like they did today. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it on this, unless you had anything else you want to say on the Heat Lakers looking ahead. Uh, actually, one more thing. Sorry. I really like the baselines of this game. The baselines. Oh, yeah, they they were nice, weren't they? Actually, yeah. I thought it was. It, I thought the it was a bit strange without paint in the paint. But no, I thought I like the baselines. Yeah, I like the, I, I like the finals courts. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, they're not home courts, but they're still cool. No. They're definitely cool. Um, um, I've seen this going around a bit. Do you miss the, <clears throat> the giant Larry O'Brien stickers that they used to put in the in the half court? I don't care um, for them, really. Oh, really? Oh, man. I thought they look awesome. I wish they brought those back. Yeah, I'm not really too big on what's on, like, the court itself. Because, like, I, I like big colors, right? So that's why I like the baselines. I'm, I don't yeah. really care about <clears throat> what kind of logos and sides and stuff are on the court. Um, obviously, I do like the Black Lives Matter thing on the court. I think it actually does look quite good. But, yep. um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not a huge fan of... <clears throat> what's on the court itself but those baselines are nice and very vibrant and like very they really vibrant. stand out um i'll throw another thing at you uh we'll go a plus minus here nice little okay. plus minus one of my favorite things in basketball honestly plus minuses and uh box score plus minuses but uh over under i should say is what i mean to say over under 
Um, Jimmy Butler points game two. Go, we'll go twenty-eight and a half. Oh, that's a good line. That is a good line. Um, what do you have this game? He had twenty-one this game in some limited minutes. I would say. Uh, I am picking the Heat to lose by single digits. Give me the over. Give me the over on that. I'm gonna say it's just over, maybe like a 30-31, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on that one. Yeah, yeah, 23 today. Um I think I'd agree, honestly. I think we could see a big Jimmy game, especially if Dragic is out. Um yeah, I'll take the over on 28 and a half on my own line. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um and if anyone else wants to contribute to that or tell us what they think, you can check us out on Twitter at StatStuffers. Tweet us there. Uh, Facebook, stat stuffers, Instagram, stat underscore stuffers. We might need to like make it so that's all, <laughs> all the same. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So if, if you have any thoughts on that over under or on these games, you can tell us on any of our social medias or email us at statstuffers5 at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's about it from us. I think that's everything. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>